I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff. This episode contains spoilers for Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Connor and I have decided that in all future episodes, um, we are going to discuss spoilers, unless it's a movie that we have recently seen in theaters and it's still out in theaters, um, because... I mean, spoilers are just inherent to the plot and how we talk about the movie. So, um, yeah, this this review will have spoilers. Yep. So if you haven't seen Blade Runner or Blade Runner 2049 and you plan on seeing them, go ahead and do that um, before, we watch, before, before you watch it, before listen to this and then come back. If you and, don't plan on seeing them and you just want to know about these movies, then feel free ahead. to listen. Yeah. So you've been warned. OK, let's go. All right, so Campbell and I watched the Bla- watched Blade. I had seen it once. I've seen it, I had seen them both already back in early spring, and he hadn't seen them at all. So we watched. I watched the first one for the second time with him on Thursday, and that was his first time seeing it. Um, just some backstory, uh, some background on the movie because I, I I know it's not as it's not a, a huge blockbuster, but. Um, it came out in 1982, and it was directed by Ridley Scott. And here, I'll read the um, little, what do you call it, summary kind of thing. Deckard is forced by the police boss, by the by the police boss, to continue his old job as a replicant hunter. His assignment: eliminate four escaped replicants from the colonies who have returned to Earth. Before starting the job, Deckard goes to the Tyrell Corporation and he meets Rachel, a replicant girl who he falls in love with. So, Campbell, would you explain what a okay. replicant is? Well, before we talk about replicants and Blade Runners, I think it's oh, okay. I think it's important to note that this movie was like a box office failure. Yes, it, it's not. It was not popular at the time. In fact. It did very poorly at the box office. Um, but over the years, this movie has become a cult classic and has gained this massive following. And some people call this the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. So that just goes to show um, this movie was not popular at the time, but it is very popular among film people now. So yeah, I just thought all, that, that's yeah. important context to know about this movie. Um, so the Blade Runner movies... Or at least the first, the first Blade Runner movie, um, is kind of a noir film disguised as a sci-fi movie. Yeah, I think it's Connor, a lot different. Yeah, do you want to explain? Um, so basically, I'm of- oh, sorry, I sorry, I cut you off. Um, so basically, it's a lot different than something like Star Wars or um, Star Trek, anything like that, because all of those are kind of like Star Wars is like a distant past, a distant past. Um, movie like Alien is like a way distant future, so it, it's kind of you're disassociated with it. And but this one gives like a feeling of there's like a there's some levels of familiarity with it, um, which leads me into like the main thing. Being an IB, we have to do this big um, paper for school, and we have to discuss a certain topic. So I'm actually doing mine on film, and I'm doing it on Blade Runner. And a big part of my paper is that there's a thing called – there's a concept called liminal space and liminality. And basically liminality refers to like an in, a sense of in-betweenness. It's an anthropological um, term used to describe the point between um, like a rite of passage. 
So I guess you could say like going from elementary school to middle school, that kind of period when you're not you're not in elementary school yet anymore, but you're not in sixth grade yet, that kind of in betweenness, which is how it's used in anthropology. But when Blade Runner came out and afterwards, after people started analyzing it to apply it to the movie and there are there are certain settings and certain um parts of the movie that can be described as being a liminal space which basically means that it's got elements of futuristic um design and all that kind of stuff like you can see the technology but it still feels um like what would you say uh, it still feel it still feels based in the in the based pre- in the, in the present or the past well, yeah the yeah it, there's kind like of... a blend it's like a blending it doesn't feel like obviously if you watch star wars and the, you have the cantina there's aliens there's lightsabers and blasters but this movie i would say wouldn't you say this movie's it's a lot there's a lot of practical stuff yeah i would say if you ever heard of the term cyberpunk um, yeah or steampunk that whole um genre of whatever that whole aesthetic this movie kind of spearheaded the cyberpunk aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. You know it, that whole that cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. You know the game coming out. Yeah, I heard of it. It's like I that I I feel like games like that and 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 stuff along those lines wouldn't even exist. Yeah. This movie like, inspired countless um, Ma- anime. the Matrix. Yeah, um, Matrix. I think I think the guy. Tons of manga. Was... A lot of manga was inspired. Oh, yeah. Like Akira, if you ever heard of. I've heard um, of it. Yeah, Akira. That was heavily influenced by Blade Runner. And I think this also, once again, to go back to the replicants. So basically, replicants are like um, humanoid. They're androids. Androids. And I think that there, up until this point, I, I don't think there was much talk about that kind of like AI. Like it was it nowadays that's like the biggest thing in sci-fi. Like a lot of sci-fi stuff now talks about AI and mm-hmm. and um the ability for like us to live with robots, but back then this wasn't really something that they that was talked about. So I think th- it also brought that kind of theme to um to light because you've got what's other movie um it's, it kind of reminds me of Westworld where Westworld yeah. also deals with androids. And this this movie was based off of a novel called do androids dream of electric sheep but yeah um, by philip k dick which, yeah which was also this science fiction novel that was written like 19, it's 19 the 60s yeah the 60s so um yeah this movie kind of spearheaded the whole android it was ahead of its time i'd yeah. like to say yeah it was very ahead of its time um, um being being a noir movie or a noir film it neo-noir i think is what yeah the, neo-noir the yeah it's yeah it's obviously not like old noir films but it's a noir set in the future yeah it deals with these heavy concepts of like humanity like what it means to be human um, you've got and then you've got um rachel who plays like a femme fatale kind of character yeah so it has a lot of elements of the noir genre like harrison's ford harrison ford's character you know is this typical detective um, alcoholic like grungy type guy um, yeah who's um not very likable like kind of like Humphrey Bogart's characters, all all those old detective characters, where they all have these they have these flaws, um, and they're kind of in this existential crisis throughout the entire movie. Yeah. So I think that's what really makes this movie different than other sci-fi movies is that it's really a noir, a neo-noir film disguised 
as a sci-fi film it, it or it, in the sci-fi environment kind of yeah yeah i think um another big thing that this one's been um regarded for is the the look and the just the overall like ambiance along with the the score and the lighting and all that because like normally when you think about los angeles because that's where the the movie takes place you'd think about like hot sunny like complete opposite of the way that it's portrayed in the movie like in the movie you've got these giant looming because Campbell, you know like la is like you've got one tiny little group of tall buildings and then most of it's just like a sprawl Mm -hmm. but in this if you remember from the movie there's obviously like a whole bunch of really tall buildings yeah the pyramids it's almost like it's almost um more along the lines of like i would say it's more similar to like seattle or something well yeah it's it reminds me of like a dystopian future kind of presented in 1984 with these you know these high-rise pyramid administrative buildings and then in the bottom it's it's the slums it's like that's the more ethnic diverse area of the or like, like um, of lower socioeconomic Coruscant. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it, it feels a lot like with all the flying cars and stuff. It feels well, like Coruscant. Yeah, a the little hi- bit the higher levels, but the lower yeah. levels again, they're way more impoverished. Like that's one of the big themes, I guess, like the socioeconomic inequality of this yeah. Los Angeles area. Um, I just think it's weird that it, it doesn't resemble L.A. at all. Yeah, no, definitely not. I think there is one part where that you can kind of see like the bank. They take the the main bank building that's in lo- the skyline of L.A. They have they they have that at one part. Um, I did tell you that the police headquarters is um, based off of the the Union Station. So there's parts. There, it's almost like if someone got Los Angeles and all the buildings in Los Angeles and mixed them all up and put them in a bag and then took them out and put them in like it's everything's not where it is in real life. And the the world building, the just the whole aesthetic of 2019 LA is just so, so well done. It feels like you could just walk in there. Um, it's a very atmospheric movie. Yeah. And the set design, the costumes, the extras, like it really immerses you in this feature. And it's very interesting. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting to watch. So what, um, okay, now that we've kind of given a good. Uh... Yeah overview of the meaning and stuff what did you let's talk about replicants and blade runners okay yeah so basically the blade runners are supposed to like hunt down the replicants and they're yeah they're um, like future police officers basically yeah and replicants are androids that um were basically used for slave labor in another planet and eventually the these androids um they kind of got sick of this and tried to like rebel and then there was a whole fight, and then and, or the replicants were made illegal. So the yeah. purpose of the Blade Runner is to hunt down the replicants. That have um, gone like rogue. Yeah, that have gone rogue. And another important thing about the replicants is that they, they discovered that after like a course of four years, they start to gain emotions, and they start to kind of develop further. So they have a lifespan of four years. So after four years, they, um, are, they just naturally die because that's how they're programmed. Yeah. Um, what do you, what was I going to say? Um, I can't, didn't work. Was there anything else that you, you seemed a little confused when we were watching it the first time? Yeah, I think 
I, I, cause I, that's because I did a lot of research and I, I just watched a ton of videos after watching it because this is one of those movies that kind of, kind of leaves you confused. Yeah. I, I watched it the first time and I was like, what the heck was that? That was like, I honestly didn't even like it that much after the first yeah. time I saw it. I think this movie requires multiple viewings to just really take in because it's, first of all, it's a really slow movie and oh, yeah. it doesn't ver- leave you very satisfied. Um, the ending, at least, I didn't really find particularly satisfying. But it, there is, we did talk about there is that other ending, Campbell. Yeah, there are multiple cuts. This, I guess, this movie is infamous for all its cuts. There's the theatrical cut, which um, basically disowned, and also the director's cut, the director's cut, which he also disowned. So basically, the only cut you could find out of this movie is the final cut. Um, but there are multiple endings, but the final cut is the one that's most widely accepted as the ending to because it's because it's the action the final cut is even though it's not the called the director's cut the final cut is the actual legitimate director's cut yeah because the director's cut they made in the early 90s was not actually Mm -hmm. um the director's cut it was yeah it kind of it had like a voiceover and stuff and it was just well the original i think they had the the voiceover in the original one i don't know they might have taken it out for the director's cut okay i think the theatrical had the voiceover by harrison ford okay i yeah, I don't know enough about that. <laughs> um, I, I did that a whole bunch of that research before. Um, do you want to talk any- about the plot of this movie? Kind of just walk through the the overall plot. We're not going to get into too many. What details. do you think? I don't know. I, I, let's let's talk to each other now because I think we uh, we've basically explained about everything we can to them. Okay, so um, just our thoughts. What what we score it? Um, let me see, let's let me think. Uh. What? I don't know. What do you What do you think? Well, I think the the standout of this movie. I the reason why I really enjoyed it is Rucker Howard's character, who plays a replicant named Roy. Um, in the beginning, oh yeah, he's kind of portrayed as this kind of demon character. He's um he 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 quotes um, Paradise Lost. He he does a bunch of weird things, and he's portrayed as kind of a fallen angel. Um, but throughout the course of the movie, he's actually the most empathetic character out of them all because um, the replicants, just in general, the whole the whole question of the movie is: um, Are replicants humans? Like, what do they have humanity, and um, how we how we should reminds me of a biology. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a that's funny. We had a biology assignment where we had to talk about what humanity was or do robots have rights and stuff like that i can't remember if i had seen it when i that i feel like i would have mentioned yeah it i hadn't I seen it i hadn't but this movie fits in perfectly with like that no depression. see yeah that's the thing i would have brought this i feel like i hadn't seen it at, at that point yeah i didn't see it at all i saw it in march so and i think we did that project way before yeah we did that project way before that so but if i had seen it i definitely would have brought this up yeah this this movie just focuses on um what makes a person human um to what extent do, does a robot or something have to show humanistic qualities to be considered human or be considered equal? So basically, Roy is this, um, he's this replicant that comes back to Earth because um, he's angry and he wants to extend his life because they only have four-year lifespans. And basically, he, the irony of this movie is that the replicants that come back to Earth who are portrayed as the villains are actually like the most human characters of He killed uh, but he okay the thing is uh, the only issue is he killed what's his name 
he killed Ty- uh, Tyrell. Tyrell. That because that's kind of like the poetry of it, you know. He he killed. But he didn't do it. He 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 was he was like trying to like, and it's not like he like spit in his face about it. He was like, dude, you. It's I'm well, not sorry, because but- remember he's portrayed. He's portrayed as like the devil figure, the fallen angel, and Tyrell is kind of like the god because he creates the replicants. And then when he figures out, oh, he can't extend my life. Well, I mean, what else does he have to do? He's left in this moral decay state where like he has nothing left to live for. Um, so yeah, he that he kills Tyrell by gouging out his eyes, which was that was awful. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Why of... Why did he kiss him? That was also weird. Why did he? Why did he kiss him? I don't. He he's kind of just he's kind of over overly dramatic, I guess. But he's um, the best scene with Roy, and the reason why I think he's the best character of the movie is the end where oh, te- like tears in the rain. Yeah. So Roy and Deckard, um, it it basically ends up just a one v one against them at the end. And Roy acts all weird, um, but the final scene on the the final scene on on the rooftop, he um, Deckard is basically in this position where he's he's about to die. He's hanging off this building, and Roy, the replicant, um, he he was being uh, he was being hunted by Deckard, but the, the roles kind of switch where Roy is actually the one who's in the superior position against Deckard. Yeah, um, and he has. You know, he has the chance to kill him, um, but surprisingly, he saves he saves Deckard, and he basically sacrifices himself in the process. And he gives this really beautiful monologue um, about basically how his memories will never be the mem- all the memories and all his life experiences will just be lost, kind of. And yeah. he and in saving Deckard, he kind of proves that. Um, he is like a morally superior being like he he's not just some ruthless killing machine, but that he that replicants do have the capacity to, you know, express compassion and things like that. And yeah. that whole scene is just I just felt really beautiful. And that was probably my favorite part of the movie. If you haven't if you watch any scenes from this movie, I'd recommend watching that scene because I just thought it was so great. Yeah, even if you're not interested in the movie, because obviously it's it, the movie is very strange. It's super um, long and it's very slow, but I think it works for. Just look up the runner. if you if 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 you're not that interested in the whole movie, I could understand. But just do just go ahead and watch the look up the final scene. Yeah, the monologue the and monologue. just watch that. It's pretty cool. That was probably one of the greatest speeches in movie history. You know, it's and apparently he improved it himself, which was interesting. Huh. Yeah. Um, the only thing about Blade Runner which I didn't really like was Rachel and um, Rachel and Decker's romance. You never, you never. It, it wasn't that good. Like it felt, <sighs> but I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad to where I didn't like the whole movie. Like the movie, <sighs> it was kind of excusable. Like there are too many good things about this. It movie. wasn't that bad. I mean, I didn't really. I don't know. I just. Never that never bothered me. I I like that part. I don't know. I, I never really enjoyed that whole aspect of it. Um, and then basically the movie ends with the question: you know, is Deckard a replicant? I'm, okay, they're saying he's not. I mean, no, apparently Ridley Scott went out and said that he is, but that doesn't yeah. make any sense. With I think that was before the second movie came out. Well, the second movie doesn't really answer that. 
Except the fact that he's old in the second movie. Like, it's 30 yeah, years he's... later and he's still alive. Yeah, there's no way. He's a replicant. But there's all these things I'm reading saying that they never really answered whether or not he's a replicant in the second movie, which is so confusing because it's 30 years later and he's still he's alive. Not, I, I, if he was know, a replicant, I'll give, he would I'll have give died. The answer, I'll give the answer right here. He's not a replicant. I don't care what you read. He's not a replicant. If basically the main evidence that he is a replicant is that basically in somewhere in the movie, he has a dream or a vision of this unicorn. And then in the final... Yeah, what is up with that? In the final scene of the movie... Um, his police buddy get, makes him an origami yeah, unicorn. Yeah, he finds the origami he, unicorn. Yeah, he leaves it for him to find. And you know how the whole basis is like the memories of replicants are implanted, like they're not actually theirs? Yeah. So like if the friend knew about that memory, then he would have known that that memory wasn't his, you know? because That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so that's like the main argument that he is a replicant. But that's, I don't know. I don't know. It, it once again, he's like he lives like for a, a while afterwards, and then I don't know. I just didn't. I'll be honest. I don't really care whether or not he's a replicant. It's so I don't crazy. think he is. It's not that important either. <laughs> but I, I don't think he is because it doesn't. I read that Rachel. Well, we'll talk about this in the second movie. Let's let's conclude our discussion on the first one. We'll talk more about that when we get to the next one. Um, what would you rate Blade Runner? Um. Probably. Uh, what are we? Wait, were we doing num- letters? I was about to do numbers. Yeah, we're, we're doing letters. We're doing letters. Uh, I would give it an A. Yeah, me too. I wrote that down. It's um, yeah. I definitely recommend if you're interested in. If you're not interested in this movie, then I wouldn't watch it because it will just make it more uninteresting. You but have to. We, you also have the mindset that it's. It might be. You might not enjoy, love it the first time. Yeah, it required, <laughs> it required, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really love it when I watched it, but then I just thought about it more. Yeah, that's how it with me. It kind of grows on you, but. And then I ended up, now I'm writing my thing about it, so. Yeah, I'd give it an A as well. It's definitely, I would definitely recommend it if you're interested. That's Also, ha- also Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford is pretty good in this. And also Rucker Hauer, who also ironically, he passed away in 2019, uh, which is when this movie is set, so. Did you know um, Philip K. Dick didn't even get to see the movie? He died the year it came out, hmm. which is kind of sad. Yeah, that is. You know what they call? You know what Philip K. Dick and like Blade Runner fans call themselves? What dickheads? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no! I just thought that was funny, but yeah, there's like a whole you you can do the research. There are a whole like fan bases and like. Com- online community communities dedicated to like this movie and the book and like all that kind of stuff yeah these are pretty nerdy movies like they're really it's a it's either you love it or you hate it i think yeah it's not like a casual blockbuster because obviously yeah. with star wars you've got fans all the way down the spectrum yeah you either you either are interested in this movie or you just don't really care at all yeah um but no i, I it's really good and i i think um I think the sequel does a good job of continuing the story, but I'm not, I don't think it, I told you this before. I don't think it has the same kind of um, ambiance that the first one has. Okay. So the sequel is Blade Runner 2049, which so was, you can, you, you can talk about the, when it was released and all that. Yeah, stuff. So it was released in 2017. Um, it features Ryan Gosling, 
Harrison Ford comes back. Um, Anna de Armas um, also is in this movie. And it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, which I've been pronou- mispronouncing his name. I call him Dennis, but it, apparently, it's, <laughs> apparently there's only one end, so it's You Denis. saw his last name, and you really thought his name was Dennis? <laughs> it was D-E-N-I-S, and I just always thought it was Dennis, but it's Denis. So, <sighs> yeah, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who um, is also going to direct Dune which I'm super excited about because it looks really cool and I've just started reading the book. So maybe we'll yeah. talk about that one. When, if we end up seeing that together, oh, I'm, I'm definitely seeing Dean. Oh my gosh. That looks so, I'm so excited. That's one of my most anticipated movies. Where's the, how much did Blade Runner make at the box office? I'm not sure, but uh, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049 was also a box office failure, just like Blade Runner. Um, but it's also I don't I don't think it, see people were talking see I, I heard about Blade Runner twenty forty nine a lot when it came out I barely heard about it I don't that's know funny. so maybe that's I don't know I, I was hearing it got two hundred sixty million at the uh, box office Blade Runner twenty forty nine did yeah it didn't do it didn't do as well that well no Just see like but Blade, Blade Runner Night. got no see is this is this adjusted because it says forty one million for the first one. I'm not sure, but I just I just know that Blade Runner 2049. Also I think didn't... the second one did better comparatively. I think yeah yeah I think so too yeah I'm not like, I'm not sure with the numbers. I just know overall they're both failures or not failures. They just didn't do that I, well. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, well, Blade anyways, Runner was one of the I, at least in terms of awards. I think Blade Runner was 2049 was uh, talked about a lot. Well, 20, 2049 also kind of has this cult following where a lot of people really like it. Um, it got an Academy. It got the Academy Award for Best Cinematography and oh, yeah. Visual Effects. Yeah, it looks okay. So this movie looks really, really good. Um, it almost looks, I would say, just as good or almost even better. Um, than I'd the, say it looks better than the original. Than the original. However, this movie is different, a lot different than the original. Because it just misses that whole moody, atmospheric, noir feeling that the first one has. Yeah, and this one just seems, it feels just like a normal sci-fi blockbuster. Yeah, it's not disguising himself as like a noir film. It's just a normal blockbuster. Or not blockbuster. It's a normal sci-fi movie. Um, By blockbuster, I just mean like traditional yeah. movie. Now, I watched, Connor watched this, you've only watched this once, right? Uh, yeah, I've watched it as many times as you have. Yeah, so. and, I, and I just watched it um, yesterday. Yesterday you did. So what are your thoughts on this movie before I share mine? Um, I think uh, Jared Leto's character is kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that scene with the, the – the, see, when I think – I don't know why my mind's going to this, but my mind's going to the scene where the like clone falls out of like that sack. And that whole part just made me very uncomfortable. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I don't. I just didn't like his whole like and like where he like strokes her like cheek and I don't know. I just felt very that made me very uncomfortable. His whole character made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, and he only has like two scenes in the whole movie, and he's supposed to be like the main antagonist. So I thought that was also really weird. Like he he just acted weird, and then he was barely in the movie. Maybe that's a good thing. He was. That he I don't know. There. Yeah, he was just a strange character. I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why when you asked my thoughts, that was the first thing that went through. <laughs> but, um, well, I just read the. I just got done reading the 
what's it called? The synopsis, just okay. as a reminder. So why, why don't you read that? Um, Officer K, a blade, a new Blade Runner for the Los Angeles Police Department, unearths a long buried secret that has the potential to plunge what's left of society into chaos. His discovery leads him on a quest to find Rick Deckard, a former Blade Runner who's been missing for 30 years. So this one obviously takes place in 2049, 30 years after the first one. Um, and that big secret is obviously the fact that, like, they, there's a potential that replicants can, like, reproduce. Yeah, so in this future, the replicants are legal now because they have been made to where they can always obey orders. So Kay, who's the main character played by Ryan Gosling, is a replicant. Which, But he's a replicant Blade Runner, which is... Yeah, he's the replicant Blade Runner that has to hunt down old Blade Runner... Or old replicants, sorry. Because there's different... Ver- I think... He's like a Nexus... Nexus... Like, the old ones are Nexus 6. I think he's like a Nexus 8 or something. He's one of the more advanced ones. Um, and basically the whole point of the story is that... Rachel was a Nexus 9, I thought she was, wasn't she? I'm not or sure. Or 7. I can't remember now. But these basically the whole premise of the movie is that he uh, that repli- they've they discovered that replicants might have the potential to reproduce and like produce baby replicants. Um and the fear is that like if this gets out to the public, then this will start like a whole revolution in the whole social system because then the replicants are closer to being human and have more like humanity. Um and that will kind of just drastically change everything so no one wants the secret to get out or at least the humans don't want the secret to get out i okay, thought well, okay. I f- sorry i found the um thing so nexus six was like the quote-unquote bad guys in the first movie roy yeah. was a nexus six yes nexus seven is Ra- rachel was a nexus seven so she was in the at the time of the first movie. She was like the most advanced one, and she had been. Uh, she had actually. I read this. She had actually been specially made to reproduce by Tyrell. That's okay. So that's what that's what this movie says. They don't say that in the original Blade Runner, but in this movie they talk. Yeah, about yeah, like that's how, what I'm talking about. Yeah, like Rachel, which I don't know. I mean, because he was like, her, she was like his. Um, I wouldn't say pride and joy, but like his his personal yeah they say that basically tyrell like his last thing was to make replicants that reproduce like that was kind of the last i think she was the only nexus seven i think so too yeah and basically the so they figure out that rachel from the last one had a child and basically jared leto's character wants to figure out this secret so he can make more replicants to make more money was that was that what it was I just I felt that this movie was just super overrated, and I really didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it that the much. Second one, yeah, twenty forty nine. I really didn't enjoy this one that much. Um, I think they're both good. I I, I don't know. I, I definitely like the first one better. Um, yeah, I don't know. People I, say people say this movie is the greatest sequel, one of the greatest sequels ever created. The problem, my problems with this movie, were that. It was just really, really slow and really long. Yeah, I feel like it was too long. It was three hours long. And while the first one was also slow, it, it was it was forty five minutes shorter. Yeah, it, it was it's also it's just also slower paced movie. Blade Runner was also pretty slow paced. Yeah, they had this set up fe- like a normal like sci fi movie, but they made it super long and slow. 
Yeah, like the slow the slow pace part doesn't work for this movie, but it works for the other movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I don't think this movie's bad, but I it wasn't There are a lot of scenes where the characters kind of just look around and it's just Yeah, I, I like they were I remember what now now I remember when I was watching, I would I'd be like why is this going on so long? Yeah, they extend scenes super they make they draw out so many scenes. And it makes this movie just a little hard to pay attention to. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I. That's at least. I remember I myself. I was like, I, I was watching it. I can kind of remember this now. I was watching it. And I was like, how much longer is this? Like, there were parts when I thought it was getting close to being done, and then before I know it, it's thirty minutes later, and and nothing, and not much has really happened. Yeah, this. So I think twenty forty nine is not really like my type, my thing. I think if you if you enjoy long drawn out. Um, slow movies. Well, that, you kind of worded that. You did not word well, that. Good. What I'm saying is, people. There are people who enjoy like building that mystery. I feel like drawn out necessarily. It kind of has a negative connotation. Well, it it lets you. I guess it lets you process things better. I just felt like it. It didn't really cap. It didn't really grab my hold my attention. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Um. Oh, anyway, the guy that the what's his name? Um. The guy that. K kills in the beginning. What's his name from yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy? Dave Dave Bautista. Yeah, his character is a Nexus Eight, so he's yeah. new. He's a, a newer ver- one, a version above Rachel, but a, v- a version behind. Uh, yes. K. Um. So basically, uh, it the the movie plays out, and you know you learn that the replicants are able to reproduce, and then he, they the main character K, who's Ryan Gosling. Um, eventually comes to he puts the pieces together and he thinks like he's the he's the child um, because he has these visions and he goes to these places and they match up yeah so he basically he's led to believe that um, he's the replicant child and then basically the movie keeps going and you figure out wait he's not the child it's some other character who's in maybe one scene no, was, it's the lady that designs the yeah, the dream memories. lady. Yeah, the memory lady. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end, Harrison Ford goes in to, I mean, not Harrison, Deckard goes in to meet her. Yeah, because that's her, his daughter. And I just that also was left a bitter taste in my mouth because then K, K that character literally is meaningless. Like, there's nothing interesting about him. It's like when they re- it's like when they revealed that Ray Yeah, exactly, exactly. It you are nothing. It just didn't yeah, I, work. I was, it, I was like, "What?" I it ended and I was like, "All that for that." Exactly. He's just a nobody. Which I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but it really doesn't help with the characters. It Like I not- I was actually excited to hear that he was he might have been their kid. And then they realized and then, then they revealed that he wasn't and I was like, "What?" What's exactly. Why? Why all this build up, and then you just say, "Oh wait, he wasn't." And I, I think that's also part of the problem with this movie for me, at least, was that none of the characters were really that interesting. Like they all felt kind of, kind of blasé. Uh huh. And I think that was intentional because you know some of them are they're replicants and they're robots and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it just wasn't. It's not a fun movie, and it was just not very interesting for me, at least. That's. I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion because everyone loves just love this movie, but I just honestly didn't really love it that much. All right. I respect yeah. that. 
I don't know. I, I uh, what do I you like about it? I, I like, I just like the, I don't know. I just remembering it now. I like the, the, the music and the overall, like just feel once again, well, not the feel, just the way, it, the, the, the way it looked. Yeah. And I, I really like those parts too, but I just don't think that a good, like looking good and having good music is like a redeeming factor for, yeah. Like, I don't think that makes a, a good movie. A good movie has to, you know, have, have the pacing correct, have interesting characters, have a, um, you know, smart plot. Yeah. I just felt like this, there was just no, there was no payoff for me at least. Mm. And I was just left disappointed. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I mean, I, like I said, I wasn't as good as the first one, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm I'm normally not a, I'm not super picky with mm-hmm. movies unless they're uh, terrible. I'm very I'm quite open to things, and so I don't think this one was inherently bad. Um, no, I don't think it's inherently. I just for me at least it wasn't bad. I I mean I'm sure people enjoy it. Like people love this movie, so I don't I just, love the movie, but I I still I, I don't. I mean you you made you made valid points, but I don't know. I just yeah. I'm um, not. I'd, I'd say I'm indifferent to it. It's it's like. I don't know. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I, I don't know. I just feel. Um, I wouldn't watch this ever again or in a long time. This is not a very rewatchable movie at all. Well, I, I would watch it. Well, I would watch it again. <laughs> That's funny. So I, I think the consensus is we both agree that the first Blade Runner is really good, but I think we kind of disagree on Blade Runner 2049. Um, I'd have to rewatch. Maybe rewatching it. I, I don't know. I'll have to rewatch it again and let you know. Based on the way I watched the, based on watching the first one, um, I don't know. There, I can't pick it out in particular. Maybe it could be because it's months since I've seen it. But just for, for some reason, I just don't feel that there's anything that I can pick out that was really that bad. But I, you did just watch it yesterday, and maybe I'll have to watch it again, and I'd feel differently. Yeah. Um, but no, at the moment, I, I can't think of anything that I really disliked. And I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but I think that's just, I don't know, maybe I just don't remember enough of it. Um, but I once think- again, anytime I think about the movie, just the way, just the overall look of it is the main thing I really like about it. Obviously, I, it wouldn't be that good otherwise. I wouldn't really, that's the main thing I really like about it. Let's just say I don't. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's overrated. Like, yeah, I would many, say it is. I would say it is overrated. Yeah, too many people love this movie. I don't. I don't see why, but I mean, I'm glad they enjoy it. Yeah, it's an okay movie. It's it's okay. I I don't see the point in being obsessed with this movie. Definitely not the greatest sequel of all time. As yeah, no. Some video put it that I that watched. would be that would be Empire Strikes Back. That's what I would. That's what I would say. I need to think about that. I couldn't. I don't think I could come to. a clean consensus if like you that. when you say best sequel of all time that's the first thing that comes to mind for me yeah it's pretty that's pretty iconic sequel because i i don't know i just feel like i don't know the movie it's decent i don't know it's if you if you're not interested in the first blade runner if you watch the first blade runner and are not interested in it, then definitely do not watch this one yeah I, you- oh i think the other thing is that i i just like the continuation of um Maybe of the sto- I don't know how to say it. Maybe not the story, but I, I don't know. I just liked seeing more of more of the the, the environment and more of yeah. um 
more of I liked seeing the setting continue on and see I just I like the way I like the um I guess you could say the setting. I'm going back to the way the movie looks, but I just like the uh where it takes place and what's going on and like the whole dystopian yeah. thing. Just kind of look was just I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, so these movies do the atmospheric and the world building super well. Um so if you're interested in like seeing just crazy looking set design then definitely check out at least scenes of the movie because yeah um, both ridley scott and denis villeneuve um, well the second one was was the the same guy that did the stuff for 1917 well yeah the cinema yeah roger deacon's i'm just saying i'm just saying the the direction like i'm just talking about the directors like they just they do a good job of um kind of building that world the second one less than the first one but they still do. They still build a really yeah. cool atmosphere. I, I like. They're different. They're very different. Even though they're sequ- it's a, they're in the same series. They're very different. So, um, what would you rate Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Um. See, I'm. A, I don't know. I I don't. I feel like I can't. You have to watch it again. I'd have to watch it again. Uh, it's at least. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Maybe. Maybe in another thing i'll uh, i'll just just share it again but i I mean, i'd have to watch it again I, I don't know if i can give it a rating without having seen it um enough i've only seen it once i've only seen it once and that was months ago so i'd have to rewatch it i think for me this is gonna sound like blasphemy to the film world or whatever but i think i'd have to give it a b minus okay see i was expecting you to say like a c I was I'm I was debating between C plus and B minus, and I would say no, it's not a bad movie. That's why I wouldn't give it a C plus. I think it's a better it's a better movie. It's a good movie. I just really didn't enjoy it, and for me, yeah, I would say B minus, B minus or C plus. That little that range there. It's not it's not an average movie. I wouldn't say it's average because again, it looks really nice and it has it builds this really cool atmosphere, but story wise, I didn't find it very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I see that. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'd have to rewatch it again, and then I'll make my judgment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just like I like the whole both. I both movies. I, I like. I like the, the the overall concept and um, the thing with like the replicants and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think that Blade, the first Blade Runner, really did a, a good job of setting things up and because it was like it's hard to get it's hard to understand too i remember i watched it the first time and i was kind of confused on what was going on but it it does a, a decent job of um getting you in like getting you into the into the environment and getting into you into like the the setting yeah definitely and i i think um like i said you have to kind of have to watch it a second time because i i think there was a lot of stuff i missed when I watched it the first time without looking things up and all that kind of stuff. So you either have to watch it more, at least watch it more than once or do background stuff because there's a lot of things you might miss, at least for me. I feel like I missed a lot of, um, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There are a lot, there are a lot of little hints and small, small, like there's a lot of stuff, stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. There's tons of stuff going on. And since it's not exactly, explained um, explained you kind of have to figure it out like i remember when i watched it the first time i couldn't figure out 
who, whose pictures those were that he got until he said until the guy until that remember they he went to that guy that replicant's place and got the pic, the photos yeah until the replicant said until Roy asked the other replicant did you get your precious pictures I didn't realize they were his picture like I was conf- that was confused I was confused there because like he kind of just went to this place and then all of a sudden he was getting these pi- I was I don't know some parts kind of left me confused I think the second movie did the same thing. There's also, the, there's also a running joke in this movie is about enhancing photos, which oh gosh, <laughs> there's a whole like ten minute scene in the first movie where he's just enhancing a picture, and it's literally a Polaroid. That's not how that works. <laughs> and he says, "Enhance, z- no center, enhance, uh, enhance zoom. z, enhance a twenty three, uh, zoom in on uh, b sixty seven." Yeah, there's... And he like zooms in and like there's one part where the angle even changes. Like you can't look into a picture. And, and then he says, give me a hard copy. And, it just and then it out. prints out. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Oh, gosh. I don't know. That's that was kind of funny. Um, I think we're good, right? Yeah, no, I, I think I think we hit just about everything there is to say. Like I said, I'm going to have to rewatch the second one. Maybe in another episode before we start, I'll share what i um what i thought maybe if we do the maybe when we do the harrison ford episode i'll if we if we do a harrison ford episode we'll i'll mention it then um All but right. yeah this reminds yeah this reminds me we should do a um harrison ford episode that would be neat if anybody yeah. else let us know if if you're interested in that sort of thing yeah if you don't know connor's a huge harrison ford fan he's probably my favorite actor I just watched. Yeah, you. you I told you. I just watched the Fugitive yesterday. That's mm-hmm. a good one. We'll talk about that in another in another one. But uh, all right. Well, with that said, I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And you wasted the last half hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, be sure to share this podcast on social media and leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Give us some feedback and we'll be sure to take a look.